Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj. As always, thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. No, it hasn't been an uh, easy time, obviously, because people are obviously busy, doing a lot of different things in their lives. Uh, same goes for me. Uh, but I am here um, with another episode. And yeah, it's been, I'll be honest, it's been a bit of a struggle to... Uh, get it going sometimes when you do a podcast for as long as I've done it uh, which is going to be about a year when I hit June so still going through different uh, changes, ideas things to work on and then some so in today's episode I want to continue talking about the NFL draft coming up in Cleveland and for the past week or so, I've been talking about a lot of prospects, and earlier this college football season, I had me- I may have mentioned some names of some players that obviously competed in the, uh, in the college football playoffs, and uh, you know, kind of way that you know the performances came up. So, I'm gonna dive into the wide receivers and running backs today, um, and offer my thoughts on these prospects, some of the things that. I- that are talked about and like about these prospects and where they might end up, you know, falling in the draft. So to kick off things, uh, talk about some of the wide receivers that are out there uh, this year in, uh, in the NFL draft class. And the two top receivers, obviously, in this year's NFL draft, Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith. Now these two may well on, you know, go into the top ten, you know. Miami might take a wide receiver. Maybe the Bengals might take a wide receiver. The Panthers may take a wide receiver. Um, but if not, the top 15, top 16, you know, wide receivers are going to be drafted. Maybe two or three wide receivers. Um, and the first round itself, you know, might see maybe four, four to five wide receivers be drafted in totality. So it's going to be interesting because we know that a lot of teams like to prioritize certain players on certain positions and it's all about taking the best player for your franchise and so a lot of GMs, NFL GMs are going to be weighing that as the draft gets closer and closer. Now the ones that I want to talk about, the wide receivers I want to talk about are some, these wide receivers are are ones that may be a late first round pick, you know maybe a round two to round three pick, um, but they're going to be able to deliver maybe as much of an impact as a Devonta Smith would. Um, in you know, and Jamar Chase. Uh, it remains to be seen, obviously, how these wide receivers go into, you know, which kind of scheme they go into, how they're utilized. Um, but we know that there's a lot of priority, uh, you know, guys out there that teams like to target. And so, with you know, with Jamar Chase and um, you know Devonta Smith going early on in this draft, there are some other noble wide receivers that I want to talk about that. Are going to be really really good um, and may be important for teams to kind of prioritize as they you know go up and down their draft boards and fill their positions so looking at it one wide receiver that I think has been getting a lot of attention um, is you know Jalen Waddle now Jalen Waddle played alongside um, you know Devonta Smith behind Henry Ruggs the third Jerry Judy you know, he's played around several, several point, uh, several like you know, 
wide receivers that have been drafted in the NFL. You know, first-round talent like Julio Jones. So, Alabama is known for producing great wide receiver talent in the NFL. And I think that you're going to see Jalen Waddle kind of fall into that category because, you know, he's somebody who definitely can shine and be a good enough player in there, to be honest. Um, you know, it just comes down to how well do you, you know, how well do these teams kind of prioritize wide receivers, you know? How do they want to make it happen with their, you know, wide receivers? Overall, a lot of teams have addressed some free agency wide receivers, but we know that a lot of, a lot of teams wait to get the best wide receivers available, sometimes in the first round, sometimes in the second round, sometimes the third round. You know, there's been, a, you know, a lot of positions overall uh, for, the, for the wide receivers out there. So Waddle is someone who's 5'10", 182. He's somebody who consistently can get the ball, uh, can't get the ball down the field thrown to him, and he makes it happen. He makes it happen uh, consistently down the field vertically. As we know, a lot of wide receivers have to have that in their game to be successful. Not only can they, can they have to be good in the vertical game, but you know, in other certain you know slot, you know, running different routes. And so Waddle, somebody who you know, definitely has worked with a lot of these other wide receivers, you know, that have gone in the NFL draft before him. Um, and he's going to be somebody that will be able to be maybe a day one starter, day one impact player. Uh, just needs to continue to do a good job of, you know, route running and getting better in those areas. But, you know, he's somebody who will give you a lot of, a lot of input, a lot of output on your offense in terms of how he's utilized. And the biggest thing is that he can stretch the field. He can stretch the field. Um, you know, he can go up and get you those 50-50 throws. And one thing about his game is that he's a, a very good punt returner as well. You know, he had about 20 touchdowns. And 11 of them were for like 50-plus yards. So he would be a great fit, I think, for a team like the Giants, who do want to find out if Daniel Jones is there, you know, is the starting quarterback and is he is he our franchise quarterback or not because like i said the discussion about quarterbacks now is like give them two three years and you find out are they made of something or they're not now it's not fair sometimes to some quarterbacks who are judged on a three-year sample four-year sample but that's what it's kind of come down to and so the giants really want to make uh daniel jones show out and be great this year um Get him the necessary wide receiving help that you can get him. Uh, although it'll come down to him, obviously, being able to lead our franchise to wins and be competitive this year. Because you look at all the NFC's teams. I mean, the Giants are going to be right there behind Dallas and Washington, unless Daniel Jones ups his level of game uh, this year. So that is something to watch out for. I think you know that spot makes sense for. You know, Jalen Waddle. I think the Philadelphia Eagles definitely need pass catching help there, especially with the roster turnover this year that they've had. Um, I think they need somebody who can give Jalen Hurts the ability uh, to, you know, air it out, make things happen. And he would be a good fit. The Arizona Cardinals can also consider, uh, you know, drafting Waddle if he goes that far because. 
you know, you do want to give DeAndre Hopkins and other wide receivers um, just some flexibility there with Kyler Murray being able to be, you know, making plays out of the pocket. Waddle could be somebody who can help, you know, free up DeAndre Hopkins a little bit, um, let him be more involved in some things, making more catches that he does. So I think Waddle will be a great fit there as well. The next wide receiver that I want to talk about is Elijah Moore from Mississippi, uh, Ole Miss. You know, 5'10", 178, really good in the slot uh, based on what I've seen from him. can make a lot of plays in the slot, uh, and that's what a lot of teams like to do sometimes is, you know, mix and match their wide receivers, put them in the slot. Uh, so he's somebody who has shown productivity. Uh, he can beat and separate very, very well from opposite defenders. You know, got good quickness, good quickness, and the biggest thing about him is that he can handle getting hit a lot too. You know, he can power through contact and make those tough catches. Um, you know that you have to make as a wide receiver. So he's somebody who's been rising up the draft board a little bit in a lot of scouts' eyes, um, and he's improved his route running every single year he's played. Uh, you know, uh, at that at that position. So. I think he would do well, um, you know, he would do well definitely. I think he might be a, you know, a first or second round draft pick. I think the team that makes sense for, for him is Jacksonville. If they can get him in the second round, would be great. Um, I think the Packers ought to give him a look as well because you do want to have some speed, some guys who can separate well and with Aaron Rodgers throwing the football, you know, Devontae Adams there. You do want to have guys who can shoot, uh, or not shoot, but like catch the ball, catch the ball well enough. You know, so you want to see see that happen. So he could be a good fit there with the Green Bay Packers, Jacksonville Jaguars. I think Cincinnati, if they don't go with wide receiver at the fifth pick, then I think they should go after Elijah Moore in the second round. Um, because they don't need to give Joe Burrow um, some offensive firepower there in Cincinnati. And it's a very big year for Cincinnati in terms of their head coach, Zach Taylor. He's got to get some impact players to re-energize his offense that doesn't have A.J. Green anymore. So you got to have a number one, number two wide receiver there to step up and make plays. The next wide receiver that I want to get into is Rashad Bateman. Now, Rashad Bateman was being talked a lot about early on the draft process a lot of, you know a lot of the mock drafts but there's a chance that he may or may not be drafted in the first round but he is a solid player that you know can make big plays uh, he can play outside on the slot uh, adjusting well to big time catches I think the Chicago Bears um, make sense for him if they want to go that route Obviously, Allen Robinson being there for another year, they need to have some flexibility, some depth behind that wide receiving position. I think Chicago could consider going after him if they want to. But then again, with Chicago, you know, we don't know how they're going to manage the situation with quarterback with Andy Dalton. We got to give him some weapons there. Uh, the Packers could consider Rashad Bateman as well. You know, another good wide receiver. Um, could definitely make an impact there with Aaron Rodgers. I think the Colts, Carson Wentz. Um, you know, you do you do have Michael Pittman Jr. there and T. Y. Hilton. 
Um, but it wouldn't hurt to get another physical wide receiver who can help, you know, Michael Pittman on the other side. Uh, and Tennessee also makes sense as well for Rashad Bateman, only because, you know, they don't have Corey Davis there anymore. They have A.J. Brown, um, you know, and they do need to give that offense a little bit more of a different look next year because as good as Derrick Henry is, you know, you got to be able to air the ball out and be better in the vertical passing game. And I think Tennessee really struggled with that last year quite a bit, especially in that playoff loss as well. So he would be my pick. Uh, I think he would be a, a really solid pick for, like, the teams that I'm mentioning because, you know, along with the other talent that we're seeing the wide receiver in Rashad Bateman, somebody who's going to give you some production from right from the get-go. And if he's put in the right scheme, then he can be a, a very big-time player for sure. So now that brings me to the next wide receiver that I want to talk about, and that would be uh, Terrence Marshall. Terrence Marshall from LSU. Now, Jamar Chase, you know, opted out this past year uh, due to the pandemic. Uh, Terrence Marshall is someone who has been under the radar. Uh, He's has played quite a bit um, for LSU over the last couple of years. Um, he did, I think, at some point this year, like opt out the remainder of the season uh, due to his injury or something like that. Um, but Terrence Marshall is another like LSU wide receiver that is gifted. I mean, you know, six foot three, two hundred five. Um, you know, about twenty-three touchdowns in nineteen games in his career. So he can be consistent, uh, although that's a question mark because, you know, how focused can he be when he has to play a full season is the question. Um, So that's something that teams may kind of weigh um, when choosing him. He can make good plays after the catch, um, and he definitely can make some catches when it's outside of his framework. You know, like some of the balls that are thrown, he can reach out for them and get them. The thing about him is, you know, will he have the willingness to work on his craft, his hand size? Um, something about him, you know, that's the thing to watch out for. Can he develop and be consistent at it? Um, I think the Cleveland Browns make a lot of sense because of Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham there. I think he would definitely be a good fit there with Baker Mayfield, Kevin Stefanski in the second round. Um, you know, he would be a solid pick there. Uh, that's the spot that I think I would like to see him end up is in Cleveland in the second round. If, if the Browns go that route, I think they should definitely go wide receiving um, if, they, if he's available. Uh, you know, the Jaguars could also take a, take a flower him. The Chiefs are, are an interesting spot as well for him. You know, you know Tyreek Hill there, you want to give even more weapons than Mahomes on offense. Um, if you want to prioritize that, that would be a spot to go in as well. You know, so he's somebody that could be taken also in the first round as well, but likely a second round pick. And I think a lot of teams uh, that need wide receiving help, Tennessee Titans, the Baltimore Ravens, you know, the New Orleans Saints can also consider him as well. Just knowing how they're going to look different on offense this year. Uh, you want to have a good wide receiver alongside Michael Thomas there to help you out, you know, to get some things done. 
And now that brings me to uh, the final wide receiver that I want to talk about. Um, it's Kadarius Tony from Florida. Uh, in a 5'2", 193. Uh, he's a very unique player. Uh, Run after the catch, he does, does very, very well. Now, he's battled through some injuries and stuff like that, but he is a productive player. He's shown a promise that I think he would be a good fit for Jacksonville if they want to go that route. Uh, very solid wide receiver. Obviously played against elite competition. He battled through injuries. Um, so his durability is, is a question mark. But, you know, he's somebody that uh, could, could definitely be a, you know, a good player to have to start up, um, you know, based on some packages. He can definitely make some plays and get you some good production. And I know this is the last one, but there's one more wide receiver that I want to throw in there is Rondell Moore from Purdue uh, he is somebody that very athletic makes a lot of plays um, and he's somebody that's been kind of you know showing the mock drafts going to the Jets or going to the Tennessee Titans I think that you know Rondell Moore the way that he kind of had a great season at Purdue the way he's been able to make consistent catches you know be a you know be really fast and quick with his route running He's somebody that a lot of teams should keep an eye on because I think that he's one of those players that has that unique speed and he reminds me a lot of Tyler Lockett when I look at his look at his you know his film his game tape like looking at Rondell Moore you know so I just you know spent time looking at Devontae Smith and highlights and Jalen Waddle and you know Jamar Chase you look at Rondell Moore he jumps out at you I mean he's very quick off off the scrimmage off the play. Um, and I think he will be a really big help to the Ravens if they if they decide to go wide receiver. If they do, he's a good player to get because you want to stretch the field, and he can stretch the field. He can beat zone coverage. He can find some good spots and adjust um, on his. You know, he can definitely be a quarterback's best friend when when they have to. You know, when plays break down, he finds a way to get open and make plays uh, to move the chains ahead. So he is somebody that along with other wide receivers that I've mentioned, are ones to watch out for. There are going to be some really good wide receivers here. Most of them are going to be impact day one or day two starters. It's all about the fit, all about the schemes, and the teams that need pass catching help, like the Baltimore Ravens, like the Green Bay Packers, like the Jets, like the Miami Dolphins, um, even to some degree, you know, the Chiefs, because of how teams were able to neutralize and figure out ways to slow down Tyreek Hill um, in the postseason you know you definitely need uh, to have some wide receivers that can go up there and get you you know impact so I think the ones that I've mentioned you know with, with Waddle and Rashad Bateman you know, Terrence Marshall you know these are guys that can definitely make it happen um, and I think they're going to be some really good players uh, and they're going to be the next kind of Class of wide receivers that will be stepping up and, and making a name for themselves in the NFL draft and for years to come. So now in this segment, I want to shift my focus to the running backs that will be in this year's draft class. Now, there's not a whole lot of running backs that jump out to you in this draft 
and over the years a lot of um, a lot of teams have have been very hesitant to draft a running back in the first round just because of you know that whole thing about running backs not being good after eight nine years and there have been some running backs throughout history that have debunked that theory like Adrian Peterson and you know Frank Gore um, and you know as of recent like as far as I remember Saquon Barkley and Elliott were like you know top five picks so you know some picks do pan out some don't and so a lot of teams try to target running backs either late in the first round or in the second round and this year's draft class there's a couple of running backs that stand out to me uh, which is Najai Harris, Najai Harris from Alabama, and Travis Etienne from Clemson. You know, those are a couple of names that stand out um, initially to me that are going to be some solid players, um, I think, in the NFL. Now, I'll start off with Najai Harris. Harris, you know, from Alabama, 6'1, 232. You know, we've seen Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry come from Alabama and Nigel Harris is his own kind of running back he's very very unique and special you know he's uh, somebody who has obviously been through a lot in terms of just the overall season and how you know he had to earn his playing time uh, but he's a very solid player uh, definitely stood out for Alabama this past year um, doing their championship run you know national champion and you know he's very 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 good in terms of like the way he, he plays he can pass block well you know he can be great on short yard situations and the best thing about Nigel Harris is that he rarely fumbles very good with the football um, you know coming from Nick Saban you know very well prepared you know knows how to get things done and so he's gonna be a solid player that can also catch passes out of the backfield. He can stretch the field wide and make some good plays. He's got some good speed. He's got some good speed as well when he gets in the open field. And he definitely finished through contacts very, very well. He's very physical, so he can power through contacts and break tackles. Uh, I think he'd be a great fit for the Miami Dolphins at number 16 or 18. The pick they have. The Dolphins definitely want to upgrade that running back spot a lot more to help Tua in his development. The Jets could consider him as well, um, although I think that you know he's gonna be a team. He's gonna be a player that the Steelers are gonna look at probably, just because they don't have you know they need to upgrade their running back situation. So the Steelers might consider him. Um, I think he will be a good fit there. Jacksonville could consider him as well, but when I look at Najee Harris, I think that he ends up in a couple of spots. You know, he either ends up late in the first round uh, with the Steelers maybe. Or he'll go in the second round, and I think that um, he's a solid player that will definitely help the running game right away. Uh, and he's going to be able to give you a lot, uh, you know, three down back. Very very versatile in terms of his way. And, and to be honest, the way that he was using Alabama with Mac Jones and Nick Saban that offense, I mean, he's going to be able to have success um, being able to make plays uh, and make you know make make those cutbacks and power through contact. So he's someone that a lot of teams will have on their draft boards in the first round. I would be surprised if the Steelers, Steelers passed on passed on the Jai Harris, um, but I think he'll go somewhere in the late first round. 
a teammate trade up to get him as well. You know, and I think that he will be a really good pickup for any team that wants to kind of invest in that spot because you know, the running backs that are in the game today, you got to be much more than a physical back. You got to be able to make plays out of the backfield. And I think that he brings that element very, very well. And he definitely shined at Alabama doing so. Next top running back prospect in this year's NFL draft class is Travis Etienne. Now, I've talked about Travis Etienne before in the past. Solid player to Clemson, four-year career. Um, you know, he's definitely somebody who's been in the end zone a lot. I mean, 78 touchdowns over four years. Um, he can make plays anywhere on the, on the field. Any kind of scheme you want to run zone, you know, Stretch to the right, stretch to the left. Etienne definitely can make it happen. Um, very good in terms of you know vision and seeing the holes, um, and he can burst. He can definitely have a good burst of speed in the open field. I think he had about like uh, you know 10 or 11 like long rushes this past year, 44 plus yards. He blocks well as well, you know, blocks very well in, in blitz situations. He does that very well. I think the thing about Travis Etienne, the biggest thing with him is ball security, ball security and consistency. So, you know, he has the fumbles this past year. Um, overall, can he be consistent enough to give you that rushing every single game? You know, it's all about consistency, being able to make plays and be, you know, be aware. I think that's the biggest thing for Travis Etienne is to be smart, to be uh you know, open, not to drop passes, kind of stay in the mix with everything is the key for him. And so I think the Jets should consider him only because you have Tevin Coleman there and Ty Johnson, Perrine, but you need to have, you know, with the scheme that the Jets may run, I mean, Etienne may fit very, very well into that scheme. The Buffalo Bills could also consider Travis Etienne only because one of the things that I told about the Buffalo Bills last year that I did not trust um, that didn't really work out with their running game. Their running game wasn't as good as last year, especially in the AFC Championship game. You know, it wasn't as good um, as it should have been. So, Etienne would be a good fit there as well. Jacksonville, maybe. Uh, you know, with Trevor Lawrence, his former, you know, teammate at Clemson, that would be a nice fit as well. Um, so, he's somebody that could do well. Um, in these situations, and I think he'll be a, a impact player day one because of the way that he's played at Clemson, the level of competition, and how he's been able to put the ball in the end zone. I think that a lot of teams will value that um, heading into the draft. The next running backs that I want to talk about are two running backs that I think will go in the second round, but they are going to be some uh, unique players, and I think they'll do well at the pro level in the NFL. Uh, the first is Javante Williams from UNC. Um, you know, Javante Williams, 5 feet 10 to 12. Um, he's very good at breaking through tackles. He had about 19 touchdowns, um, over a thousand yards rushing. Uh, and he's also very versatile, he can make plays out of the backfield. So, I think that's a, that's a plus point, obviously. Uh, I think the biggest thing with him is, you know, how does he use his quickness? You know, and can he, um, you know, can he find a way to be even better on the outside? Because he did show 
flashes throughout his career of like doing well when he's on the outside, giving the you know the ball to the right, and on on a stretch play he can do well in those situations. The thing about him, although, is that he's very you know, you know, not as physical at times, and you know his pass protection skills are a work in progress. So we know that a lot of teams want to prioritize protecting the quarterback. And running backs have to be good blockers in pass protection situations. So I think that he has to work on that. He didn't play a league competition as much as some of the other running backs. Um, but he is somebody who can give you a little bit burst of energy, a change of pace if you need it. And I think that the Chargers should consider him. The Cardinals definitely should take a look at him. Um, and I think that you know, depending on how the Colts situation is, their running backs. I mean, you have Marlon Mack there. You know, you have Jonathan Taylor. But, you know, he would be an interesting addition as well. They want to go that route. Um, so he's somebody who will probably be a, a second-round pick. Um, and he could go anywhere probably, um, you know, within the first 20 picks of the third of the second round. Washington is an interesting spot for him potentially. Just because they want to open up that offense and be a little bit more faster, in some areas, so he would be a good fit there as well. And finally, the last running back that I have my eyes on in the NFL draft is Trey Sermon from Ohio State. Now, Trey Sermon has played obviously a league competition in the Big Ten. Um, he obviously um, had, you know, a productive season. You know, he's battled through some things, some changes, you know, with schools and stuff like that, but. You know, he's 215 pounds, uh, very good in terms of power and being able to make things happen. Um, you know, he's definitely someone who will give you a lot. And the way that he played, you know, played in that uh, semifinal game against Clemson was big. So, you know, he has the ability to, to get on deep runs, to be a good player. Uh, it's all about the fit for him, to be on it. He can excel, cut back well, change the direction, uh, and I like the way that he finishes, finishes his, his uh, you know, his 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 runnings. You know, he's definitely someone who doesn't fumble the ball a lot as well. With Ohio State, playing with Justin Fields, uh, you know, he was pretty pretty good. So I think that a team that definitely should consider him is the 49ers. If they you know, if they do end up drafting Justin Fields or Mac Jones, you want to have somebody who can play well and stretches, give you zone coverages. And Sermon also has the backfield, a very, very good player. You know, Ryan Day, head coach of Ohio State, spoken well of Trey Sermon, how he's somebody who's game ready, can handle the physicality of the game, be an impact player, um, and you know, he'll give you a, a change of direction, change of pace from time to time. So he would be a great fit um, you know, with the 49ers, I think if they end up getting him, you know, the Steelers may consider him as well. Um, the Chargers could consider him. I think that those are the spots that make a lot of sense with Trey Sermon. Uh, he will do well with with a mobile quarterback and the ability to like make plays in the open field on screens, especially Trey Sermon can do well. Um, and so, these are the four running backs that I think are going to be drafted like first. Um, in the you know first round, second round, uh, and they're gonna be you know either day one starters or will grow into a starting role at the NFL. 
um, because of their versatility, their size. Um, like I said, I think that you know, with with Najai Harris and Etienne, I think those two are ones who will probably start from day one uh, for their teams at draft them this year.